This is the premier podcast for late model dirt track racing. This is Forward Bite, hosted by superfan and actual know-it-all Kyle Armstrong on the Speed Sport Podcast Network. Welcome back to another week of the Forward Bite Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Armstrong. This week, we'll go to the Andy's Towing phone line and talk to Zach Dome and get his thoughts on this weekend's dream. It was the dream this weekend at Eldora Speedway in Rossburg, Ohio, the 27th and the 26th annual. And it was all Brandon Overton. Brandon Overton could not be touched any night. The only time he got beat was in a heat race on Saturday by Kyle Larson, and I think he just gave him that one. So, yeah, man, it was uh, – he walked out of there, out of that place with $273,000, and that's huge. You know, it's uh, – you know, the week before – Jonathan Davenport won $35,000 in a weekend there at West Virginia Motor Speedway. And and as big as that was, just this is on a whole nother level. So, yeah, I was fortunate enough to get to go to Eldora this weekend. We had a good, uh, a really good trip, good time up there and everything. Got to see a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of faces, put some faces with some names that we've had on the podcast in the past. Uh, I got to meet Greg Satterley. In person, I actually got to meet Jack Hewitt uh, just randomly for the first time ever. Uh, it was pretty cool. Got to talk to him. Uh, I met Stormy Scott while we were there, and and all these guys were just super nice. And uh, you know, I appreciate them uh, being that way. And uh, of course, we had Dale McDowell on the show last week. I I stopped by and shook his hand and thanked him for doing the show last week. And he said, "Anytime, man." He he really enjoyed it himself. So. Uh, it was good to put a lot of faces with some names and stuff. Of course, I've I've known Dale for a long time, but uh, some of those other guys was uh, uh, it was pretty cool to get to get to meet. Uh, of course, one of our show sponsors, Andy's Towing, got to hang out a lot with Andy Britton this weekend and, and his crowd, and had a lot of laughs and fun with those guys. And they cooked us some food a time or two, and uh, great hospitality by that bunch out of Tennessee. Really enjoyed that. Of course, we've seen some. Friends come up for the first time. A friend of mine, Derek Pope, was there. He was checking it out for the first time, come up from Gastonia, North Carolina, and, you know, he's been trying to go for years. And uh, he said, well, it's my anniversary this week, but I can tell you this much. I'll be back in September, and I'll be back as as long as I can. And I said, that's what I've been trying to tell you all this time. So, so yeah, if you're a late model fan, you've never been to that place and that that event. It's it's definitely a wow factor if you've never been. So a lot of... A lot of good people up there. I uh, got to eat at the Whistle Stop one time and uh, just just went around. One of my favorite things to do is get to go look at some yard sales up there, of all things. There's always some good yard sales on Friday morning up there, so we got to go do that for a little while. And uh, also shout out to Elliot from the Dirt Nerds podcast. Got to, got to run into him there briefly and chat with him. Uh, you know, it was just a, just a neat time. I'm probably leaving some people out that I talked to, but... Anyway, had a lot of fun up there, and uh, it was definitely a worthwhile trip. And like I said, can't wait to go back in September uh, and see if Brandon Overton can do it again. Of course, Jonathan Davenport picked up a prelim win on Wednesday night, and Greg Satterley picked up the other prelim win on Friday night. And other than that, Brandon Overton won every race there was to win and walking out of there with a cool $273,000. So, Congratulations to Brandon Overton. I know that's going to go a long way carrying him in his career. And uh, it was really cool to see the top five or so were all uh, guys from our region, you know, Southeast Southern racers. And, 
you know, of course, it was uh, Brandon Overton that won. I've mentioned that. Uh, Chris Madden from Gaffney, South Carolina, ran second. Chris Ferguson from Mount Holly, North Carolina, was third. Fourth place was Blairsville, Georgia's Jonathan Davenport, and fifth was Daryl Lanigan from Union, Kentucky. So, yeah, everybody uh, that won the, uh, was in the top five there at the end were all below the Mason-Dixon line, and for me, that's kind of something I, I'm proud to, proud to see. So, uh, so go up there and see our boys run good up there on the national stage against all the best of the best. We'd like to thank a couple of our sponsors. This episode will be brought to you by Longhorn Chassis. And, of course, R1 Facility Services, we'd like to thank those guys uh, for coming on. And I'd also like to give a big a big shout-out to Indossal Art in Rock Hill, South Carolina, for coming out with that sweet new logo we've got. Uh, we'll be having some hats and stuff come out pretty soon, so uh, be on the lookout for those. We're on, we're in the works on that right now. So, uh, so yeah, be on the lookout for that. And, and of course, the Andy's Towing Hotline. On the other side of this break, we're going to go to the phone lines and go to Cross Lanes, West Virginia, and talk to Zach Dome. Stay tuned. Joining us today on the Andy's Towing Hotline, we're going to go to Cross Lanes, West Virginia, and talk to Zach Dome. We're pretty good. We're pretty good. Just uh, getting in from a weekend-long trip to Eldora. I know you were up there all four uh, nights, and it was a long week, you know, racing that long, wasn't it? Oh, man. It was, didn't seem like it was ever going to end. Thankfully, it went okay. We're just now getting around. We didn't do anything yesterday, and we're closed on Mondays at Cycle Shop, so we're cleaning up today. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I didn't realize you were closed on Monday, but that actually uh, makes it pretty easy, I guess, to get everything sorted out and cleaned up and geared up for another weekend. Yeah, a lot of that, that's pretty popular in the motorcycle industry, and we didn't start it till inventory got real bad because of COVID, but everybody likes it real well, and it definitely works out for us getting everything cleaned back up, ready yeah. to go again. Yeah, no doubt. That's one of the, uh, that's really one of the questions I wanted to ask you. Uh, you know, I wanted to ask you how the business is with the, dome cycles and stuff but we'll get to that in a minute uh man this weekend you uh you went up to eldora speedway and ran the dream and made the feature all four nights and were, was in the hunt there a few times and uh just i guess recap your weekend i know eighth uh eighth place was where you finished on wednesday so we'll just start there and kind of go go from there i guess yeah well no we we broke a drive shaft running six on wednesday and then i ran eighth the next day and uh i got my days mixed up i'm sorry yeah (laughs) we were there long enough it happens that's what i'm saying yeah uh but yeah it was we broke quite a bit of stuff when we broke that drive shaft on wednesday and actually had a vibration the whole night thursday and uh i knew my rear end was leaking a little bit of fluid out of the pinion seal area and everybody just kept telling me i just top it off and things are tough as long as you run good oil you'll be all right I ran that whole race and kind of had a vibration. I was just really trying to take it easy and just run around the bottom, keep the temperature down on the motor. That was the main thing. As long as you can stay around the bottom, you don't build too much heat. But when you get to running higher up on the racetrack, you're in the fuel the whole way around it. They get hot, and that was a big issue the whole time we was there. But that was about the peak of it. You know, we did tried some stuff on Saturday or Friday, hot, hot lap real fast, and Driver air qualifying buried us for the rest of the night, starting the back of the feature. Tried a couple things. Some I think worked, some I think didn't. Had a pretty good car in the Saturday race. Just got the last transfer into B main and was the last car they lapped before that first caution on lap 30 something or whatever it was. So 
and they never said I was a lap down, so I figured maybe there's a lucky dog. I'm not sure, so I stayed out there, and then I I was up to like 12th, and one of them next cautions come out. They told me I was a lap down. I need to go to the tail, so I just pulled her in. <laughs> well, that sucks. Yeah, I didn't really I didn't really know that's why you pulled in that night, but yeah, yeah it was, the car was getting pretty good. I just I think I just took it too easy early. I should have been a little more aggressive, to try to stay on the lead lap, but. It worked out. We got to pull in and watch Overton kick their ass again. Yeah, he did. I was. I guess that was one of the really one of the reasons I wanted to have you on here tonight because I watched you come up through there that night and I said, "Man, he's good." And I felt so. I felt terrible whenever you pulled off and didn't come back out there. I said, "Man, he was getting ready to have a top ten or better because you were on the move." And then, uh, you know, I, I wasn't listening to the radio and all that stuff. You were, but man, yeah, that sucks to hear that first. That's yeah. the first time I've heard that. So. I, and actually, I really couldn't get a good answer on if they have a lucky dog rule or if they don't, because I'm about positive I heard somebody at some point over the race receiver that weekend say something about the lucky dog. I don't know if they were telling another driver we don't have it. For some reason, I was thinking they were telling somebody they got it, but I don't think they had it in the race I was in, because I was the last car landing in an Overton lap, and... uh but I didn't well, get it. that sucks. Yeah, I, I don't think they do because I remember a couple of years ago, uh, Bobby Pierce went a lap down and he kept staying out there and trying to trying to run it hard. You you remember that race? That was probably last yeah. year's world, yeah. and uh, he could have won that thing if they if he would have somehow not got lapped early in the race. Or actually, I think it was never he came out of the pits. They don't give you much time on those cautions. Yeah, but no, they don't wait for nobody. <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. Well, what did you, uh, what, I mean, how would you rate your weekend overall after, after going up there? Did you exceed your expectations or were they met? Well, no, about, about what I expected. I mean, I, we're not professionals. We just get to work on stuff for a few hours in the evening after real work. So, you know, I don't, I think if we get everything right, we have the potential to win one like that. But my, realistically, my expectations were we should be, you know, good enough to make all these races and then from there i don't really know it'd be nice if we could run up front once or twice and you know we did so i'm happy with it but you know we we got a little ways to go to get our car as good as the guys were running up front at the end of them races like when landing in an overton lap man that was when i knew we weren't really that good yeah those guys were just on another planet and and yeah yeah i don't know what it uh I don't know what setup he had, but I don't know. Maybe I don't know if they'll ever open that notebook or not. I think he's just good. I, mean, he's, <laughs> I think he is too. It, there's a lot of good drivers, and then the guys. There, there's not a whole lot of guys that are real good drivers and real good at setting the car up. No, I mean I think he's kind of the main guy. There, so pretty impressive. It was definitely impressive to say the least. Well. Um, you're, you're, you know, you're talking about your day job there, Dome Cycles. Of course, y'all have been in business for a long time there in Charleston, West Virginia. And, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, your dad is Tim Dome, of course. Uh, you know, I, I'm not telling it. I'm not telling I'm just trying to bring this up to the listeners, obviously. But, yeah, um, yeah. so so y'all have been in business for a long time, and you're one of the top salesmen there. And, you know, you've got a pretty regular full-time job there. And you, you uh you know, stay busy, and of course, lucky that you get to go race on the weekends. I feel like, um, yeah, and, and to tile that back in, you know, of course, it is good that you did go make the feature at Eldora all those nights. But tell us a little bit about um, your day to day job there and, and what y'all do. 
Yeah, we got, uh, he's been in business 35 years, um, about, give or take. Um, but, you know, we sell Hondas, Yamahas, Kawasaki's, and Articats. And, uh, and during the day, I, I sell, you know, if you need, we only got two salesmen technically, and then we got a, a finance guy is pretty much the sales manager. But, uh, you know, through the week, it's me and Brandon, and thankfully, he, he works pretty much every weekend and uh so that allows me to leave on fridays and saturdays if i need to go race this past week we uh i didn't even work on tuesday i didn't work a single day last week just to go to eldora so i'm glad we made every race and won a little bit of money because you know i still get paid commission just like brandon does so i know inventory's low and we have we happened to get a few new things in last week so i was sitting at eldora thinking if this week don't go good and I get back and Brandon sold all that stuff, I'm going to be miserable. But <laughs> yeah, thank God it worked out. And, uh, without good employees like that, you know, we, we couldn't, we couldn't go race, you know, we only got probably 10 to 12 employees all full time. And me and Nick leave, you know, he puts the new stuff together and I'm one of the salesmen. So, you know, it kind of hurts everybody, but thankfully they put up with us and let us do it. Yeah, it seems like a neat operation you have there. You know, I watched the video you and Dustin Jarrett kind of took the tour of it there last year and, uh, you know, learned a lot about y'all from that video. But uh, but as far as you mentioned it there in your in your answer there, and it's probably maybe not – well, it's probably it, it probably is related to racing, but we're seeing this in a lot of things. Of course, inventory issues, you know, with uh, try, hard, yeah. being hard to, find, you know, get your inventory up to where you need to, need to be, seeing that with tires yeah. and just everything right now and – um, I don't know what, uh, you know, how, how hard is it really to get, you know, like say a new four wheeler or something right now on the showroom floor. It's pretty tough, man. We got, uh, I, I wasn't there last week, so I don't know what it's looking like, but before I left, we had a one twenty five trail bike, you know, for about a 12 year old, uh, couple enduro, you know, 300 CC street and trails, uh, gold wing. And a Honda scooter. That was all we had in the whole shop. No side by sides, no four wheelers. So, but they're getting us average of twenty to thirty a month. So it's not terrible, but it sucks the worst for the consumer because there's no incentives anymore. There's no rebates. There's all that stuff's gone. So pretty much, if we're gonna survive, it's got to be pretty much retail. Yeah, from and, retail. Uh, that's it'll be like that really until until they can get us built back up. It seems like it may be getting ready to get better here in a couple months, but I don't I don't know for sure. I'm over the being optimistic days about it getting better. I've been optimistic for a year and a half so far, and it hasn't worked out. Yeah, hopefully it gets back to good. But it sounds like to me that I should just hang on to the four-wheeler I got and just uh, let things ride before I try to set, try to do some trading or anything like that, I guess probably uh you can get good money for your trade now you yeah. know in books we use like nada they generally every four months the value goes down but now it goes up yeah, yeah. so well, you can get a little better out of your trade but it's real hard to find something to replace it with. Hard. that's what i mean yeah we have a good time riding them right now still that's one of my biggest hobbies too is to come up there into, into your neck of the woods and i mean literally the woods and ride four-wheelers and 
I saw on your Facebook you was up this way a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, we were. Well, we always, when we're up there, I know that, that's, that, that we're not far from you if we break something or need a part or something. We know where to find you. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but well, if you, we'll have to get up there, and uh, if y'all ride or want to go ride somewhere, we'll have to put you up there with us and show you some of them trails. Yeah, we'll go, on. man. We uh, we know we don't ever find time to do anything during race season, but well, you know, in the in the fall after racing's over, before it starts, we might have time to do some stuff like that. Yeah, no doubt. Well, flipping flipping the channel back over to racing here. We uh, so yeah that that same weekend there that I was in West Virginia, uh, there was a race at Beckley on that Monday. It was supposed to be Saturday, but it got rained out or whatever pushed to Monday. I I stopped by uh, for a minute with uh with my four-wheeler and all my stuff on the back of my truck kind of headed home and i was just gonna <laughs> wheel in there and say hey to y'all or whatever but uh i said well i'm not going to pay you to get in and all that and then i'm i still got four hours i'm trying to get home but you won that race that night and congratulations five thousand dollars thank you good little payday there wasn't it yep pretty good uh ended up being a, a last lap pass so uh it, it worked out good i was sweating bullets the whole race we ran a little different tire than everybody else and I was mad at my brother the whole race. He's trying to tell me to be calm, and I was not calm. But it, he was right. It ended up working out. There was about five laps to go. It was on. Our, our stuff was going, and theirs was giving up. Yeah, uh, Jacob Hawkins and them guys, they uh, they actually camped in our uh, same area there at Eldora. So I was talking to them about that race and stuff, and C.J. Johnson and those guys, and they – they were kind of bummed that they lost it and all that, but I, I was sort of deep down inside. I was proud that you won it. So, Yeah, well, they're my buddies. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's actually the second time I've done that to Jake at Beckley. That happened for 10000 uh, two years ago. Yeah, I'm sure he's probably about sick of it. I told him that after <laughs> the race. I yeah, kind of feel bad. He's like, dude, you're not supposed to feel bad. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> well, it's racing, you know. It's like every man yep. for himself out there on that track. So, but I, I've seen, I've been to Beckley, uh, the one time I did go there to a race a good while ago, heck you won. So yeah, that's probably <laughs> one of your favorite tracks, isn't it? You run oh, there yeah. quite a bit, don't you? That is my favorite track. Heck, they're supposed to have a 10,000 this year and 20,000. So that'll be the biggest one they've had since I've been racing. You're, you're licking your chops, got those circled on the calendar. Yeah, they have a little different tire rule than normal. So we won't be able to do what we always do, but yeah hopefully we'll still be fine uh that place just you know it's sometimes early it can be a little fall later but it always seems like it races real good future time so and it's tight and dusty and but i love it heck it, it always races again did you guys get the chance to go to uh, west virginia motor speedway the other week whenever they had the big uh race up there i actually didn't get to i had to uh we had to take a motor out of one car and put in another one. You have to do so many tires to go to Eldora. Yeah. We just, I was going to, I was going to just get my car ready and I was going to race my dad's car, but uh, we had to take the motor out of dad's car and all that for, for mine. So we ended up not, I actually went and watched though. Just, uh, yeah, kind of was weird. I, I felt bad just even doing that. It probably made people wonder where the hell you where's your car at which i heard that about 40 times but oh yeah exactly um yeah that place it's amazing the fans they get at that place once they get the the track prep and all that stuff down they'll be they'll be doing it 
I'm excited to see that place back open. I just, uh, yeah, I guess was going to ask your thoughts for on it, but it sounds like you just gave them. But yeah, that uh, man, that's a neat place. You know, I actually got to go there to the Hillbilly Hundred in 2010. I think was the last time they ran it there, and and uh, I loved the trip, but I had no idea at the time that was going to be the last one for a while anyway. But yeah. I got to get back up there at some point, and it sounds like next year uh things have changed it's going to be fifty thousand to win up there so i know yeah, that it's uh, gonna be a lucas race i think lucas Oil race yeah fifty thousand to win so yeah, i know that I'd say uh, it'll be uh hillside will be sold out it will be yeah camping and all that so yeah i know uh go ahead and get your 2022 calendar and circle that one because uh i know the domes will be there maybe even maybe even your dad and and your brother will race there too maybe uh i'd say my dad probably will my brother we have to get a lot of help for him to get get the race. Yeah, that's terrible. He uh, he's all the help. You know, what I mean, he's when Dad races, he's his help. When I race, he's my help. So he kind of gave up on the driving, but we ain't gonna let him hang it all the way up. You well, know you I mean? know, we'll, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, your brother Nick, I've I've seen him race quite a bit, and heck, he's uh, you and him are really both pretty good drivers. You know, and he's a good driver in his own right. He's won some races, and you were there helping him on the crew. Oh, yeah. It's sort of like it seems like do y'all just take turns, or, or how does that really work? We did, yeah, we did forever until uh, a couple years back when we got to winning. You know, I'd always just say, you know, I'll take us, you know, tomorrow off, and we'll take you out there fair play, and you can run late model with your five twenty five or whatever you want to do. And he's like. Ah, dude, you know, we're going to win five or 600 bucks. I'd rather just go down to Richmond and try to win 5,000 with you. So that kind of just got to, got to be where we've winning more and more of those trips. And he's, but he didn't race any last year. And the year before that, he probably ran three times. Uh, The three he ran, you know, he won two. So he, he does good. He's, he's real good when the track's slick and he's good at driving straight. But like me, you know, we're kind of the, complete opposite of our dad but yeah he uh we got a sports car still we're gonna uh, we can get a motor for it we're gonna start letting him run a little local shows here around the house because we've only got one engine for the super stuff right now well zach we're gonna take just a quick break and come back on the other side and got some more questions for you you're listening to the forward bike podcast on the speed sport podcast network ever wanted to learn how to build a race car or maybe learn the technical side of the sport we love jeremy taylor has that covered for you as he goes in the garage weekly on the speed sport podcast network nascar digital media and your favorite podcast platforms well zach uh, we were talking before the break there about your brother nick and everything and of course, your dad, you know, he's he's been racing a long time, and uh, and you're talking about him getting up on the wheel. I can remember he always runs good at a get-up-on-the-wheel track, East Bay Raceway Park, and he's always in the mix down there. And, uh, you know, you got, you went down there and ran this year. Tell us a little bit about how that trip went. Uh, it didn't go good, but, uh, yeah, he's always been really fast at East Bay, and we actually got him a new Longhorn car at the end of the year last year, put it together. Um, we went to Florida and I struggled, you know, I, I made the first race and got all up to fifth at one point and ended up getting into it with some, some guys and got knocked up out of the lane and ended up like 10th the first night. And that was the only race we made, but, uh, he tried to race twice and his car just didn't look right. And, uh, we changed a bunch of stuff and 
come to find out after we got home, we actually found out after I raced it at Richmond and Lake Cumberland a couple of weeks ago, but the drive shaft was bottoming out up on the transmission and just something pretty simple that everybody ought to, you probably ought to notice that for you while you're putting your car together, but we didn't. And, uh, it should be a lot better now once we can get a motor back in his car and he'll be racing again. You know, he's, I don't know where he'll race, but yeah, Tyler County, uh, he needs to run the hillbilly. That's always been his race. He wants to win the most. So yeah, now we got a longhorn car and hopefully have a good motor for that race. And, you know, he, he should do pretty good. He did pretty good at that flow race up there with the car messed up. So, um, uh, I'm excited yeah. for him to race a little bit more this year. Last year, he just did East Bay and the dirt track at Portsmouth, which he made it. I don't even know how he did that. Didn't race all summer. That's kind of like the bookend of the season. Yeah. He, and he passed Jimmy Owens and, uh, Strickler, I think some, yeah, two pretty good guys to go from fifth to get a transfer spot in the heat race. So he's, he still got it. We just need to convince him to race a little bit more. Oh man, yeah, he still got it. I've always enjoyed watching your dad race. He's uh, he's one of the good ones. He's been around doing it for a long time, but he sort of seems kind of quiet and humble too. You know, he doesn't really. He's not real flashy with his equipment. He's always just been uh, just a white car with a six T on the side, and that's yeah, you know, that's him. That's, that's iconic. That's really. how he is. Yeah, that's how he is. He's uh, he's one of a kind, man. He's the hardest working guy I ever met. You know. I'm, everybody says that, but I've never met anybody that can work harder than him. He's, and I'm super thankful for him. You know, we, he probably wishes at times he wouldn't have got me and Nick into this racing because it'd be a lot easier on his uh, checkbook if he didn't, but <laughs> he like, you know, he loves it. And we, and then he's on the phone with us every time we're somewhere and to know how he did or what was wrong. Or, you know, he's always in he's all over it so he's got the subscription to flow and all that stuff you know he's he's all about it so he stayed home and watched this weekend while y'all went and ran yeah my mom's at myrtle beach with her mom and raced and he said somebody had to stay and go to work and take care of the dog so, so somebody <laughs> had to work didn't they <laughs> yeah. so he stayed home yeah heck yeah um well, you talked about also uh, kind of switching the Longhorn chassis. Tell me about how that's been and uh, how that's kind of improved. Has it improved your program any at all, I guess? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's uh, <clears throat> We ran sports cars before the Longhorns, and really we uh, they they picked up our program a lot from uh, the Rockets and Master Builds we used to run. The sports was great, but it just got to a point where technology was advancing and if you know you gotta gotta have people that you can talk to about all this spring smashing stuff and you know what all's going on with the cars nowadays and we just didn't have that anymore in the sports world so uh, we got a longhorn car matt langston has always been pretty good buddies with my dad and and me and he talked talked us into buying one there last year sometime and it we did good with it from the get-go you know won the second race in it uh, probably the third fourth fifth sixth race seemed like we won a lot right there in a row and we're better we're still good at what we were good at which is slow slick and you know we're better at early in the night and in the mud and on the cushion so the, the longhorn car definitely helped us a lot and uh there's just you know good people and uh, willing to help we've we don't have 
you know, any complaints about it. That's good to hear. Yeah, they uh, they seem like a good group of guys up there and all that. And yeah, course. they are. Well, what kind of uh, well, what kind of shock package are you on this year? Well, I've been on just uh, old school Olins forever. My dad was an Olins guy because of you know when he raced motocross in the seventies, and uh, he said you know the first thing he did to a new Yamaha was take a rear shock off of it, put an Olins on it, so you could you know run the whole race and be consistent. So when they came out, you know, he's always been that on Owens. And uh, Keith Burner that makes the AccuForce Spring Smasher, he's always done my shocks. And uh, I've ran those my whole life until this weekend at Eldora. I just got a set of those uh, Bilsteins, you know, got those through Matt and Kevin. And I really liked them. You know, we it's getting to where, you know, the technology's different and they can tell me loads and offer all the help they want but at the end of the day i'm not on the same shocks as them so you never really know you know you might still have some stuff to figure out on your own so uh, we we tried them out at eldora and i, I really liked them so uh you know we'll still have the old stuff but i like that new set of bilsteins i just got too yeah that mad scientist old kevin rumley over there uh he's got some secrets i guess but yeah, yeah, I think he, I think he's pretty sharp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were dialed in this weekend too. That six car, but, but yep. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to ask you that. I didn't realize that uh, that you made that switch to Bill Stein, and of course, there's nothing wrong with Olean's either. You know, uh, Jimmy Owens uh, pretty much yep. dominated last year in the Lucas Oil Series, and he, after he, after he switched over or back to those after you know a diff- bunch of different combinations over the years, but something to pay attention to those shock packages because i mean that's really your setup you know and it, it's, yep. it's, it's a lot of things a, going on with them with that stuff right now and there's a lot of you know there's a bunch of companies and they all make good stuff it's just really i don't know i i, I might even be wrong but i think it just boils down to you got to go where the where where people's going you know like if you got a rocket you pretty much need to run integrity you know what i mean that's Mm-hmm. That's what Richards runs. That's what most of them run, you know. And uh, the Longhorn deal is kind of getting to where if you got a Longhorn, you probably ought to run Bilstein's, you know. McCready runs them, Larson runs them, Davenport runs them, Overton don't. But uh, so that probably just disproves my theory. Cause <laughs> yeah, he's just as fast as anybody. But yeah, yeah. Um, it's a tricky combination. Yeah, and no, no matter which route you go, they're all expensive. So. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Well, uh, yeah, the cost of this sport is uh, is unreal anymore, isn't it? What do, what do you think if uh, if you could do one? Speaking of that, if you could do one thing to uh, change the cost, I'm sure it'd probably be engines. But you know, what what would it? Uh, what would you like to see that could be maybe managed better? I'm not real sure, man. I don't. You don't know who's really making the most money, but I mean, just everything seems a little outrageous to me i mean it's just the way of the world um seems like the racing you know the like eldora pays really good i don't know if the, i think the payouts may need to go up to match it i don't know if there's enough money there for it to happen or not but uh he's the biggest i'd say the motors you know i don't i remember one time that billy moyer said they should have never allowed wide bore engines uh, i don't know the real figures on how much more one of those motors is versus another one you know, when you buy it new and on a rebuild, but you know, if it's ten thousand more dollars new and 
three or four thousand more dollars on a rebuild, that'd be a good one to do away with. But that that wouldn't hurt me none because I don't have any of them. Yeah. Everybody's to the point now where everybody's got them. So if they did do that rule, what the hell would they do with their motors? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, and the price of everything across the board continues to go up. And I know you guys are seeing that on everything you stock in your store and, and parts. Yep. And, you know, I'm in the parts business myself. And, every, you know, we get an email about every other day from a from a distributor or something, price increases. So it's – I don't know what's going to yep. change. I mean, I think, uh, I think we better just brace ourselves. Yep. At the same Hopefully, time, though, we don't go racing to start a savings account either, do we? No, no. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we're just happy Yeah. if it can pay for itself. You know what I mean? Just hopefully you can generate enough winnings and to just pay for all that stuff. You know, if you can do that, you sh- should be pretty happy. You know what I mean? I don't think I don't think very many people can ask for much more than that. You know, every once in a while, a couple people a year probably make a lot of money, but. Most people generally don't. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what would fix it, to be honest. Yeah, well, I don't know if anybody does have that answer, but it's always a fun one to stew on, you know. We can sit there and try yep. to solve it. For sure, yeah. Well, what are some of your uh, future plans for this season coming up? Where are some races you've got uh, marked on your calendar? Um. Well, at 20,000 at Beckley, they're going to have their, I think it's 4th of July weekend, Um That'll be a big weekend. Do probably a Lucas race at Portsmouth, maybe Muskegon, uh, Beckley. Uh, there's a 10,000 in a couple weeks at uh, Ponderosa. I do pretty well down there. Uh, really just pick and choose, you know, anywhere within a five-hour drive, I'm down to go. You know, just anywhere within there, I think we can win the most money. That's where we'll be. Yeah, I think you race smart, uh, you know, with – uh, pretty good, pretty good level head. You know where to go and where not to go, I guess. But, but uh, you, yeah, you didn't make, you didn't bring it up right there. But one of my favorite tracks to to go to every year is the is Florence Speedway North South One Hundred, and you oh, went yeah. to that the last few years and ran really well up there. Talk talk a little bit about that place and going up there. Yeah, that's a good track, man. And it always races good. You know, it doesn't matter it's wide open or slick as hell you know it's always a good race uh it's just one of them tracks it's just shaped right but uh they they do pretty good there they they pay good money that weekend yeah we'll we'll be there that weekend for sure uh i still have uh no idea how to run the wall of that place like josh rice and (laughs) bobby pierce and them guys do but we'll be there down on the lower part of the racetrack trying to make it work yeah, getting around there. Well, like I said, you're always in the mix up there. And speaking of Josh Rice, there wasn't a mosquito to be found in the Rossburg, Ohio oh, area. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> I feel bad for him, man. Talk, you talk, you know, we're talking about the cost of these engines and stuff. That was a total yeah. total loss right there on that one. I feel bad for them the way they yeah. run their program for sure. So yeah, that's say he's he's don't have a whole bunch of money, you know, and that's, they, I'd hate to know what that just cost him. I don't know if he hurt an engine in the heat race on Saturday or what, but he was running in front of me and brought the yellow out, I think. So hopefully it wasn't another motor. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, no doubt. Well, you know, I, I look at uh, Twitter a lot and your, your wife, Veronica, she puts a lot of updates out there. She's sort of like your PR person. If you want to know what's going on <laughs> in the Zach Dome, camp you just go to her twitter page and she's got you yeah. updated don't she just holler at her she'll 
she'll tell you what's up and uh, <laughs> if you guys disagree you're, you'll, you'll hear her opinion she, she's a fireball but she uh, she keeps the thing going yeah she's opinionated but it's pretty cool and then I also saw you know speaking of her twitter feed and all that your son got to go with you this weekend to Eldora to the dream how was that having him there that was awesome he loves the races he uh like every day he's dad you race again I'm like yeah he's like all <laughs> night I'm like yeah <laughs> he loves it uh, i feel bad for her she didn't hardly get a break at all you know we're working on the car all day and then racing she uh she's wore out you know if he, he for whatever reason wants her to carry him everywhere now that just started like last week but uh yeah she's been hauling around a 30 pound kid all weekend but it was worth it he he had a blast uh, the only thing would have been better if we could have got papa t dome to come yeah there you go no doubt about that well zach i i think that's about all the uh all the questions i've got for you man this has been a good conversation with you i've enjoyed having you on but uh before i let you go i'm gonna let you uh get a chance there to thank all your sponsors and those that support you all right uh yeah my dad first and foremost dumb cycles for giving me a place to work cook race car to drive you know get off whenever i want um tim short uh we just picked him up out of kentucky you know he's got a bunch of car dealerships uh gotta thank him uh Dwayne and jennifer daggett um way floor covering mountaintop rv park hoosier tire simpson uh renegade race fuel poor boys vic hill uh Vic Hill's a huge supporter of ours. He was down there tuning on the motor the whole weekend. Uh, Dad's been with him for probably 15 years. He's a good friend and a major help, so couldn't do it without him. Uh, I think that's about it. Well, Zach, like I say, we appreciate you being on tonight and uh, you learned a lot about you, and it was a good, good to pick your brain a little bit, and hopefully we can do this again sometime, and we'll see you at, uh, at a race here soon, hopefully. All right, man. Come riding four-wheelers up this way. Holler at me. I will. We'll go, we'll go up in there and ride, ride in the woods a little bit. Another episode of the Forward Bike Podcast is in the books for this week. That was Zach Dolm out of Cross Lanes, West Virginia. Thank him for joining us. I'm your host, Kyle Armstrong. We'll see you next week right here on the Speed Sport Podcast Network and NASCAR Digital Media. Music.